Hello, welcome to the Fulfilled Creative Podcast with your host, Priscilla George, where we discuss all things creativity, dive into the creative process, and how to embody a fulfilled creative life. Hello, hello, amazing creatives. I am here to talk to you today about fluidity as a necessary need that creatives have. And just gonna give a little bit of backstory on what I've been doing for the past few months, kind of give a little context about this episode and why I'm talking about fluidity. Past few months, I have been feeling a little bit out of alignment and, you know, it's nothing new because it's a constant evolving thing for creatives and artists that you have to constantly get realigned and make sure that you're on the right path and reassess things and reevaluate and with half of the year already gone, it's that time that I start really thinking about what am I doing for the next half of the year? Am I on the right path? Is there anything holding me back? Am I holding myself back? And what can I do to move forward? So while evaluating, I noticed that I was feeling quite a bit of resistance to a label that I gave myself that for a while, I really enjoyed this label, which was Creativity Coach, and I really needed that in my life the past few years that I thought I had this purpose to help creatives with their creative process, and I really enjoyed doing that until recently when I just felt like that label was hindering me more than helping, and also hindering my ability to help others when um, I could just do so much more without having to confine myself to that label that I was also kind of having a, I'm not sure what you would call it, um, like a falling out with coaches online. (laughs) Not any like sort of drama, but I follow a lot of coaches and it just got to a point where a lot of things on social media felt really sterile, really planned, and that even coaches, um, a lot of the ones that I liked, would shift in and out of these messages, and it just felt very sterile. That's all I can say. It all felt very sterile and not very authentic, and even I know that coaches are very helpful. There's nothing against coaches. I know they're helpful, absolutely necessary. I would definitely hire another one in the future. I just felt that the label was hurting me more because I was so focused on coaching and doing it in an ethical manner that I felt so blocked and wasn't devoting enough time to my creative practice. And that a lot of the creative practice that I was doing, I was overanalyzing because I wanted to share my findings, but it was hard for me to express from a coach's perspective the duality of everything. And while I could help everyone, help the creatives that were hiring me with their creative problems, it was always very specific to everyone's, you know, life and energy and what they were going through and what their direction was. So it was just hard for me to convey on social media so much of that duality of a creative process. And um, really the big shift happened when, you know, I just felt a resistance to posting a lot of stuff about um, creative coaching. Like, I still love talking about creativity and the creative process, but I just didn't want to come at it 
from that coach perspective, it was just giving me the ick. And you know when you get like the ick about something, it's hard to continue forward and everything just feels so wrong that you just can't keep up that like facade even though it wasn't a facade at one point now it just feels like a facade that's what creativity coaching did for me that i decided i needed to drop that label and even though it wasn't really going to change anything that i did moving forward like i still have my free creative community called the unstoppable creatives i have no plans of stopping that and it doesn't um, really connect in any way, shape, or form to my label that I had as a creativity coach. I still want to continue on with this podcast because I just love sharing all the aspects of a creative life and creative process, which again had no real connection with my creativity coaching besides I would maybe plug it in at the end for people if they wanted help that they could contact me. But I can still help just by being a creative. So yeah, so I announced that I dropped that label and that really it doesn't change much how people will see me moving forward, that I'm still doing the same thing, still talking about the same stuff. I'm just not offering like traditional coaching things. So no one-on-one packages, no group coaching, but in the future I still plan to kind of sell courses, workshops of the discoveries that I've made from my creative process and my creative life that I feel like will help others. And what got me to this point, besides the fact that it was the halfway point of the year and time for me to reassess my way forward, was that I was reading a book called um, How Creatives Rule the World by Maria Brito. And I enjoyed that book so much, so if you haven't read it, please do, and click on the show notes and I'll have a link to it. Obviously, it's going to be an Amazon associate link, so just a little bit of kickback for me, but um, I highly recommend that book. And I really enjoyed reading all of the history of artists that came before me, you know, the traditional ones like Picasso and Leonardo da Vinci and other ones I've never heard of, but that I learn so much from them and their creative process and they didn't have to be a creativity coach or present themselves as an authority to share their creative process and affect artists and I was like this this is what I want to do I just want to really live a really creatively fulfilled life as an artist first and then if I influence and inspire people from that I would be absolutely ecstatic, but I don't feel like I need to be an authority figure in creativity first. I feel like I need to be an artist first, and that from my action of doing and recording and sharing, that I will get the absolute same results as being a quote-unquote creativity coach. And in that book, there were so many cases that artists were sharing their process or writing down Um, their creative life through journaling and making books that they inspired so many creatives. I mean, even to this day, if you think back of all these artists, there's usually somebody that you really admire and like, how they did things, how they went about stuff, how they (laughs) created, and they didn't have to influence you. They, you just like their art, you like to learn about them and read about them, and that inspires you automatically. So, that's a little bit of update and a lead-in to fluidity 
because I have noticed this year that fluidity is very important to my creative well-being. That whenever I try and box stuff in, plan stuff out really detailed, um, make sure that I fit into a certain professional standard, professional being the key word here, because obviously um, consistency and being very clear with what you're doing and why you're doing it is absolutely important and having boundaries and kind of like restrictions so that way your creativity has um, a way to grow in a meaningful way without just being sporadic and out of control without having any end results. But that whenever things are too tight, too restrictive and too constrained, that creativity dies. And whenever I allow myself to be more fluid and go with my interests and really listen to what my body and mind are telling me is when I am the most creative. So anytime that I try and stick to a certain like persona that I've made myself or a certain way of making art that I have been doing for a while or if I feel like, oh, I can't paint anything else, like I can't I currently paint animals that are sort of magical and recently I was looking through some of my inspiration boards and I had saved a lot of like really magical looking eye makeup. I felt so inspired to paint it but then I was like oh this isn't this isn't what I do like I can't do this because it steps outside of that boundary that I've created for myself but in doing that and telling myself well I can't pursue this I basically squashed my creativity again and I just didn't make anything because I was feeling so pulled to paint these eyes that I just didn't, I just like stalled. And that's what always happens whenever I limit that. And the thing is, is that we forget that with fluidity, it makes us seem like on the outside that maybe we're flaky or not clear, but we don't have to share all that we do and create. And even if we do share, that doesn't mean that everything is for sale. A lot of times, um, things that we make and create are for our own self-enjoyment and our own self-growth. And you never quite know when one of those things that you pursue um, that interests you at that moment, that spikes your interest, might be that shift that you need to really harness that next level of your creative self. That might be the absolute change. And this was also in the book by Maria Brito, How Creatives Rule the World, that there were cases that most of the artists that we know now, they never painted like that for most of their life. That they had a very specific style or a very um, specific subject that they painted. And then one day they were just tired, tired of doing that thing. They wanted to explore something different and they went outside of their usual subject or medium and made something that they were excited about. And that launched them into like who we know them as now. But if they had just continued on what they were doing before, they would have stifled what they would have become. And that's a part of that fluidity that it's okay to explore different things. It's okay to try stuff out, but everything doesn't have to be so solidly linear that you can't move out of that path that you have just assigned yourself at that moment in time. And especially creatives, where people that are constantly observing, absorbing, and changing 
probably more rapidly than most other people around us. Like a lot of people around us, they pick something and they decide that that's going to be their identity until the day they die, or at least for 10, 20, however many years until they decide to like push that. But for creatives and artists, we do that like every few months. At least that's what I feel like with me and my friends that we absorb stuff at such a high level and we have such a high curiosity drive that we are constantly changing every month or two and evolving and adding more stuff on and deciding that things don't suit us anymore and taking that off. And we just have to like embrace that. And whenever we don't embrace that rapid change, that fluctuation and kind of go with the flow, which is the fluidity, that that's when we end up restricting ourselves and getting stuck and feeling like we don't know how to go forward because we're holding ourselves back from that change, from doing anything different. Because I actually really don't know because, but in theory it could be that we are worried about not looking professional that we are so aimed on being entrepreneurs and business people that we don't think that that's an appropriate entrepreneurial business model, right? Like you can't just constantly be changing things every few months, but those tweaks and those nudges and those interests are what leads us and changes us and makes us more fully ourselves. Without them, we just kind of kill ourselves and get angry and devoid of joy to keep creating until we eventually give in to that need of change or it doesn't even have to be a big change whenever i mention change i think people assume that i'm talking about something really big but it can be something small and like what happened to me it could just be a label that doesn't really change anything on the exterior but it changes things for you internally and that's how it is for me is that really on the exterior nobody's going to notice the difference i still announced it because i just don't want to get the inquiries asking for one-on-one -on -one help i don't want people to think that i am operating in that manner anymore and be surprised that i have like changed the way i speak or talk about subjects or the things that i share but really it's not that different so when you allow yourself to go with the flow and not go down such a solid paved path, you'll help your creativity more. And we really need a lot of that exploration that fluidity allows because without it, we stall. We just need that openness to explore our interests, to try new things. Because the minute that you start putting up walls and telling yourself, I can't use this medium, I can't pursue this subject, I can't do things in a non-conventional you know, non way because then I'm going to be seen as you know, not professional, not business-like, I won't get the same opportunities, that things will just crumble for me, that's when we end up killing our creativity. Now we just really have to like let go of this professional artist, this is the way that you're supposed to do it, way of being because it just doesn't help us in the end. And so many creatives fight it, so many do. And it's just heartbreaking that um, that has taken over like social media, that you see 
a lot of these artists that are very well established that have found their style, their voice, the things that bring them joy, and maybe even the stuff that they keep away from social media that you don't get to see. So you just see the super curated, perfected image and you think, well, this is the way I absolutely have to be. Like I have to devote myself 24 seven to creating this one subject with this one medium for the rest of eternity. And I have to release so many collections all year long and like never have a break and, you know, constantly function at this certain level because it's art business. I am an artpreneur, that sort of thing that um, I feel like is hindering so many creatives that they also don't see that there is years of fluctuation, that there's years of changing and shifting and growing and learning, and that not every year is like a successful year. Not every year you're going to be making the same thing as last year that some years are just learning and growing years and other years are expanding years and some years you just need a break because you have a life outside of art to deal with. So yeah, I hope that this episode kind of gave you something to think about and to maybe examine your creative practice and your life and see how fluid you've allowed yourself to be if you've been maybe too rigid and restricted with your plans and your artwork and your practice and how you can loosen things up and allow like a natural flow to happen and see what comes of that because you just never know. Um, another example before I just close off this episode is that this month for June I did the 10 minute magic challenge. I hosted it on my Instagram. So just for the month of June, whatever days you wanted, it didn't have to be an everyday challenge. You would set a timer for 10 minutes and either try and create something within that time or just use it to spark your momentum to create something for the day, which most of the time I would go over 10 minutes and so would many of the others that did the challenge. And at first when I started the challenge, I was like, okay, I'm going to have the theme I'm going to paint in my sketchbook or, you know, paint on a small piece of paper so that way I can get it done in time. And I was like, oh, I'll do animals with, like, flowers. And I did, like, one painting that way and I just felt like this, this isn't it. And then I kind of stalled for a little while because of that restriction that I gave myself just kind of shut me down. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to paint whatever whatever i want to paint and it doesn't have to be something that's sellable or useful just something that excites me or that i can just do within that time so that's when i went to um doing stuff digitally and i took out my procreate on my ipad and i actually started out just doing like some fluid artwork i found this tutorial about doing fluid art with procreate and i was like oh that looks fun and I did that one day while having lunch just for 10 minutes and it was like so great. It was so rejuvenating and I felt inspired to then paint afterwards, but that 10 minutes was all I needed and it didn't have to be something purposeful. Like I said, I probably won't ever use that for anything. I still posted it because it was part of the challenge, but it's not anything I make. It's not related to anything I've ever done before. It's not anything that I would probably ever choose to do and sell, I just really wanted to do it because it was something kind of like 
it was kind of meditative, kind of zenful. I could just push around some pixels and get this like fluid look and call it a day. And I did that and then I also um, did some digital artworks. I kind of got inspired to try doing some digital artworks and I was like, well, I'm just gonna pick a random animal from my, um, my inspiration boards that I have. And I would just go on the inspiration board and pick whatever, one of the few first animals that I had. I wouldn't scroll forever. I wouldn't be like, oh, I have to have this story and this whole theme. No, I just picked a random animal and I painted it on Procreate just as quickly as I could, which usually was like around an hour and a half, but that also includes animating it. So <laughs> after I painted it, and put like a little bit of background, I was like, oh, well, let me play around with some animation. Like that would be fun. So I made them like blink and made the backgrounds um, kind of like sparkle or move. So kind of gave them an extra magical flair. And that like totally sparked something. But I didn't plan that. I was just kind of following whatever I was interested in. And some days I would still go back to the fluid art or I would do some of this like um, hazy abstract background work just for like quotes and who knows what I don't know but I really like them they're like these these hazy abstract backgrounds that you see a lot of people use for like quotes and things so some days I did that some days I went back to animating the the animals and yeah like there was no plan after that first day and that helped my creativity so much more when I just kind of went with whatever I was interested that day and kind of trusted that whatever I was making, I could find a purpose for it. So the fluid artwork, you know, no real purpose, but I would post it. And the abstract artwork I would use, like I said, for the background of quotes. And then the animation, I would post that. And then also post like the time-lapse video of making the artwork for the animation. So it ends up all working out. And now I have these animated animals that I can work on and um, use them for other things. Like I will probably end up doing a couple more and using it for a calendar for next year. I think that would be really fun. And maybe taking the animations and making them into NFTs. So it just opened up a whole new world of stuff for me, but I didn't have to plan them out. I just kind of went with the flow, followed my interests, trusted that whatever I ended up making, I could find a use for in the end. <laughs> And it was so much better, so much better than planning anything out, at least at this time that I'm making something. Obviously, there's been many times I have planned things and it worked out very well in my favor. And there's still stuff that I have planned out that all I have to do is just execute. And I'm so excited to do that. But sometimes, you know, momentum is low and um, you just have to kind of go with the flow. So I will get whatever projects done when I can but I have learned that fluidity is super important to my creative well-being. And I hope that from listening to this podcast episode, and maybe you will also see that fluidity helps you too, and that you've been too restrictive or too constrained, and need to loosen it up and just let yourself go with the flow for a while and then figure out what to do with all of your creations and whatever comes up from that. 
All right, so I will see you guys around. Make sure to join the Unstoppable Creatives community. It's completely free. We do a lot of fun things there. We have um, a monthly paint together session where we just meet together on Zoom. We have book club and weekly check-ins and subjects that we focus on. So join that and I will see you guys around. Thank you for listening to the Fulfilled Creative Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review.